Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome. Bad people. Welcome. Medium people. Welcome. Anyone who want to learn more about SEO. Welcome, because today we are going to discuss more about securing your SEO. Protect online presence. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Jess Choice. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Anatoly. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, big pleasure. Wanna learn more about SEO? We chatted a little bit, and I know every single day we can learn something new. Jess, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Sure. So my name is Jess Choice. I'm an SEO consultant these days, but I've worked in-house uh, in agency for probably about 10 to 15 years before. Uh, I used to be a developer, front-end developer, um, and migrated into the marketing side because I kept getting pulled in that direction. Direction. I've worked in-house at that regards to this talk. I worked for a VPN for a short amount of time, which um, was really where I, I started my security hardcore experience because um, my first week, the CEO sat us down and scared us um, <laughs> with, uh, with, I'm not sure how much of it is true, honestly, but um, he was telling us that things come out of the TV and they can like watch you and things. So like very Black Mirror stuff, right? But um, I learned a lot in that role from security and how important it is. So uh, even in my consulting now, my favorite clients that I work with are in the security space. Um, and anybody who's who talks about data and securing and anything that goes along those lines that I've worked with a few of them throughout my time uh, that I've been lucky enough to. So uh, I just love spending my time helping people get more secure on the Internet. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And uh, what I found that uh, SEO specialists usually start with something else. Uh, for example, you started with development. I know great um, CEOs who started with uh, uh, writing, design, right. you know, so and it impacts to your priorities because I see when people have the background to create websites, they usually pay attention to technical SEO optimization. Jess, can you tell about your priorities? Because SEO is huge. Uh, for me, I don't know uh, a teeny percent of SEO methods. I understand them, but you know, if I compare my skills with great experts, for example, Lily Ray, she, she can beat me in one site about EEAT when she... <laughs> shared uh, this <laughs> checklist how to optimize with this parameter i got it wow i need to learn a lot by the way i asked you can you uh, film a short video about eeat and she told me uh, she doesn't know how to do it how to share in 50 minutes video about <laughs> this parameter it's only one parameter we have many others for example jeff coil can beat my site uh, you know uh, about uh, advanced content strategy uh, mike phillips is great with sharing about uh, customers so just tell about your strong side about technical optimization how it's important what kind of tools do you use and your priorities when you check out websites with, with technical optimization Sure. Um, you're totally right. Yeah. Lily Ray, she did a great talk on the weekend. I, I watched it live was the SEO on the beach. And she was talking about all the SGE stuff that she's going through. It's, it was insane 
insanely insightful. So I recommend everybody watches that. Um, and uh, my priorities usually start with technical. So um, I usually try to get access to the site. And then my favorite tool of the internet is Screaming Frog still. I still will 100% uh, pay the SEO tax, as we call it, every year um, and re-up my Screaming Frog subscription um, because it just helps in every way. Um, even a project that I'm working on after we record this is just a redirect project, right? I say just to minimize it, but it's not really. Um, it's a site that's moving from Volusion to Shopify, uh, and they have over 5,000 products on their store. So that's not a small amount of things that they need to redirect. And the URL structures are completely different between those two houses between them, right? So they wanna make sure, because they're just a small business that's trying to make a living, they wanna make sure that as much traffic as is going to their Volusion site will make it to their Shopify site. So I'm trying to do my best to match up everything um, with the other SEO that I work with, who's wonderful as well. Uh, and we're trying to make sure that they try to lose as little traffic as possible in the switch, right? So we're just going through and doing QA and matching up all the redirects and doing that. And Screaming Frog is my favorite thing to do that with. Um, mm -hmm. It just nice. makes things so much better. But you're right. Um, everything in SEO can be a niche within a niche within a niche, which is really helpful. Like my friend Dave is the schema master, right? Like he's uh, hopefully listening somewhere out there. <laughs> uh, so everybody has their expertise. And, and learning that even within SEO is really helpful because then you can reach out to other SEOs to get help as you go along through your universe, right? You know, sometimes I can feel that I'm jack of all trades because, you know, I usually learn about everything in SEO, but, you know, uh, I usually do it because I manage SEO specialists, right. experts, and yeah, my strong side management. I usually cooperate with great experts to create high quality content, to analyze my customers' websites, but I understand how it works. For example, when I started PR, I failed all the times writing press releases, pitching them. Then I hired great specialists who can write press releases uh, to create something new, valuable, newsworthy. Then I hired another specialist who can pitch them, you know, to the right journalists. Uh, I know the process. I know tools, but it takes time and experience to be effective, totally. productive with that. And we got mentions on CNN, you know, we got Forbes and other links because of having the right process. But if I yes. do myself, I fail 100%. <laughs> you know, just I want to ask you about... Uh, checking big websites you mentioned that you use screaming frog but you know some websites have million pages it's hard yep. to check all of them and even if you get audit for million pages it's hard to fix them so can you tell about grouping i mean like uh, we, uh many websites have similar pages for example product page uh, catalog anything so can you tell the method how to scroll websites with million pages and to choose priorities on that sure um i usually take a, it, as long as i have access to search console then that's usually the best way to like see what where google's going and what they're doing um because it's always nice to ask for crawl data but like 
what developer is actually going to give you that at the end of the day, especially if you're on like a Shopify or anything. Um, that's that's not something that I usually like to argue for. So I'll just go into Search Console and I'll start filtering through what the biggest pages are that Google's crawling. And then I can put that into, into Screaming Frog or Sitebulb. I like Sitebulb too, especially for the larger sites. Um, you could also run Screaming Frog um, on like an AWS instance. So it'll help you with offloading that uh that plain sound that we all experience using screaming frog that it yeah. sounds like our computer is going to take off when you're scrolling those big giant sites um especially if you're running them in the cloud on screaming frog or you're running sitebulb you can schedule crawls through sitebulb and then you could set, schedule them to go at night and then you don't have to worry about like taking up all your time during the day and you can prioritize and, and deal with the management side like you deal with Anatoly and go on and sit in meetings and <laughs> yeah. talk with more wonderful SEOs instead. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, just um, let's talk about security. You know, uh, I had this issue with my projects two times, by the way. Uh, the first time that was in 2013, I lost entire business on that because my website was hacked and uh, hackers did this job a good job you know because i couldn't recover my, my website for 10 days oh. and they did it in christmas days when we had a lot of sales and um, uh, in most cases we usually uh, sold like uh, uh, we, we had I don't remember exactly the numbers, but we got sales like for three, four months for a few days, you know, a lot of sales. But uh, and uh, 10 days, we couldn't uh, recover our website. Uh, so Jeez. we got this store. And yeah, that was good experience. I, I lost this business. Uh, but um, after that, I got the experience. It's important to prevent before uh, treatment, you know. And for example, according to some studies, People uh, are not willing to pay a dollar for prevention, but they will pay thousand dollars for treatment. Yeah, I know from personal experience about that. So, and the second time I got the same issue when my WordPress web website was hacked. Uh, that was uh, in 2018, and we spent like three months to recover from these hacking attacks uh, because uh, all uh, antivirus. Uh, tools didn't show problems google search console didn't show that but uh, yeah we found uh, manually we check out almost all pages we recovered the previous version we compare them yes. and what's interesting about this hacking attack that uh, uh, this virus changed settings in some plugins uh, that we couldn't find uh, for some time and uh, many pages were no followed or uh, we had some uh backlinks to japanese chinese websites something like this but yeah we did it for three months uh, and you know after that i pay uh regularly <laughs> for <laughs> prevention tools antiviruses so can you tell about how it's important okay i shared my examples share your examples and how to secure your seo results <laughs> So um, the things that I like to talk about is from a, like a high level. So most of us are logging into a Google account um, in some way, shape or form. Um, and Google actually gives you security tools that you can double check on your account. I think that's the first place that I think everyone should make sure that they're secure on, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're using an email. We used an email to set up this meeting. So we need to secure that from 
from the, the get-go, right? Like, and Google gives you the tools to do that. So you can set up two-factor authentication, you can set up an extra code to get access to it, and then you need to make sure your that your password is secure. Um, I think the the days are long gone of you, you know, using the words password one, two, three. Like you said, people will won't pay for for teachings and listening. So hopefully people are listening to me because I'm not like a boring dude who's sitting in front of you. Yeah. Um, but making sure that your password isn't something that's like password one, two, three is super, super, super important. I, I don't use that stuff anymore. I use a password manager. Um, this mm -hmm. is not sold. I'm not selling you anything, but uh, look for a password manager. I use one called one password and I upload my entire brain to the password manager. So I don't know one password of any site that I use to log in now, I upload it all to my password manager and then I don't have to think about it. Each password is unique. It's at least 20 characters long. It has letters, numbers. I don't know what they are. <laughs> mm -hmm. So even if somebody was gonna like sit me down in a chair and try to like get access to things, um, they wouldn't be able to because I don't remember them. And then for those hackers out there, I've read that it takes like uh, eight hours, eight hours plus to like crack those because it has eight, eight to 20 characters. So in those WordPress instances, especially, um, it's more healthy to have a longer password and have one that you don't know, and that it's different from your email, it's different from like another website that you work on, it's different from six other websites that you work on. Um, but I've had those WordPress things too. Um, I actually spent a weekend rebuilding a website because it got hacked, which sucks. So uh, <laughs> it's always good to, uh, back up your website wherever you are. There's wonderful hosting companies out there who are not owned by like the giant hosting hostgator kind of companies that are out there. Uh, I think Kinsta is a really good one. I believe they're still just owned by normal humans that you can talk to. Um, make sure that you can talk to a human at, you know, wherever you're hosting your WordPress site. I know it's cheaper to go with like the host gators or the GoDaddies or whatever, but at the end of the day, you're not gonna be able to talk to somebody and they're not gonna care about you <laughs> at the end of the day. So make sure that your website is hosted somewhere where you can speak to somebody and make sure that you're running backups constantly on your website. And then number two for WordPress, make sure you're logging in and you update all of your plugins. Like you said, right? Your plugins got like weird backdoored into there. So make sure that you're constantly updating it. Um, make sure you're auditing the plugins that you have in there too. I tweeted something out yesterday and it kind of went viral, which is nuts. I didn't expect it to, but it's a picture of a, of a, a fire hydrant with all these attachments added to it, which I said was like WordPress once you add all the plugins that you need on it, which is essentially what WordPress is, right? Like you're adding all this nonsense stuff to it that you really don't need at the end of the day. So make sure that you're auditing the amount of things that go in there. Um, and then the other th problem that I've had with WordPress is audit the people who are accessing your WordPress too, because those people are where the big kicker comes in, right? Um, I'm a consultant. So if my, uh, agreement ends with you, take me out of your website. <laughs> you don't need me in there anymore. Right. As much as it might hurt my ego a little bit at the end of the day, and it makes me sad because I enjoy working with my clients, take me out of your website. Make sure you go through and take people out of your Google search console. Make sure you go through and take people out of your Google Analytics. I've been added to Google Analytics where the first thing I do is I'm like, do you need Joe? Do you need Anatoly? Do you need Jimmy? Do you need whoever these people are? And we'll go through and take everybody out of there, which I find is really helpful. And most people don't do. Same with search console. 
<laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised about how many times you get an access to Search Console or Google Analytics and that there's 600 other people left in there. And they're like, I don't know who's in there anymore. I'm like, well, you should know because they have access to your data right now. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Uh, you mentioned that you uh, consult your clients. And, yes. Uh, I want to ask your way how you do it because um, I found that many customers don't implement most of recommendations. It's not only in my case. Uh, many great SEO experts share on Twitter uh, that only 40% are implemented. Basically, for example, if uh, a client uh, pays like $10,000, they implement for uh, $4,000, $6,000 are wasted. So can you tell about simplifying this experience of communication with clients to tell them it's important let's do it let's find resources time anything about that i'm <laughs> um, sure so uh, most of my engagements start with an audit of some sort so whether or not we're signing up for an audit or like some sort of time that we're all working together um just like you take your car in to get service right they have to look at your car just like the same thing we have to look at your website so we need to be able to get the lay of the land to understand what's going on before we start implementing things. Um, so there needs to be some sort of checking process um, to be able to understand where we're going to do and to prioritize things. Um, and then so I do that a lot. And that has been the kicker into helping me either stay on as implementation once the audit is done or um, if they have internal resources, then they're able to implement it. Um, I've been lucky for the most part is, you know, not everybody implements everything um, because there's a lot of different variables that always come along with those. But uh, my my favorite is uh, I sent a technical audit and everything was implemented within 48 hours, which I could not believe still to this day is um, they're a wonderful company out there. And I will probably never experience that again, but <laughs> mm -hmm. they implemented all of my technical suggestions within 48 hours, which was pretty cool. Nice, nice. And um, can you tell about choosing critical errors? For example, when I open Google Search Console, Screaming Frog, I, I get a lot of errors and mm. sometimes it confuses what you need to fix, where to go. And uh, I often see when the masters fix uh, less critical errors, ignoring critical errors. Uh, so any tips how to find something that impacts results and uh, what you you can ignore <laughs> sure um uh, the biggest thing that i'm ignoring lately which i probably shouldn't but maybe i will is the video indexing is google keeps flagging all these video indexing things like if you have a video on your page um and then they're flagging like video indexing but i feel like that's not as cut and dry as it is because they're not very clear on what's wrong with the video indexing. So you can play around with it and like move the video up in the page. Sometimes that works or move it down in the page or add a transcript, you know, all these things that will happen. Um, but that was not as clear. So I've been kind of putting that a bit lower these days. Um, the highest thing that I usually like to deal with as far as technical SEO is broken links is uh, if anything is broken within your site, um, it's always good to fix it. The best one that I found was uh, a client had a staging site that was under their main domain and they had a PDF that was uploaded to their staging site and it had like 16,000 links to it um, externally. So we just redirected that guy <laughs> back to the main <laughs> site 
and got all that value back of it. It was like this nice little boost of like, oh, great. You don't have to go to a staging site. You need to go to the real site. This is where we're getting the information. This is where you download the PDF. Congratulations. You know, let's go off to the races. So um, not, uh, and it takes, I think, somebody with a critical eye and knowing, knowing the CMSs, you know, knowing WordPress's uh, like URL structure to know that you don't have to worry about like the Atom URLs or the RSS URLs, you know, I usually just like let Google crawl that stuff and I'm not going to redirect that kind of things because mm -hmm. these are the low level systems of the internet, right? Like I'm not going to just let, I'm not going to turn them off. Um, but understanding what pages could have value to somebody's bottom line is the difference. Like that PDF was going to help them on their bottom line because it's a, it's a PDF that they were downloading that people were, that leads were looking for. So um, that was like something that I would definitely prioritize at the top of the audience. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Just uh, we have the question from Yash, uh, and he's going to create a normal portal of web application. So the main question is uh, about WordPress. Is it a good idea to use WordPress you know, for a future website? Because you mentioned about WordPress, and it's popular, plus uh, I don't remember exactly, like, 40 or 30 percent of, of of all websites are on WordPress. So, any tips about uh, using WordPress and give the tips to us? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think WordPress is a great platform to use. Um, but just like every other CMS on the internet, it comes with like drawbacks, right? The drawbacks being like your exactly example, Anatoly, is your website got hacked. So yeah. you need to make sure that there's a few things that are involved in WordPress because it is the largest CMS on the internet. It also has that large visibility and it has a lot of things that people need to keep track of. So I would say if you're going to go with WordPress, uh, make sure that you have somebody who's going to check it and do the things that I mentioned a little earlier for it, for security, um, and make sure somebody's updating the plugins and make sure somebody's trained on WordPress. Um, but that's like every other it's making the decision is I'd want to find out who are the stakeholders who are going to manage your website and are going to keep it up to date, whether or not that's WordPress, whether or not you're using a custom CMS, whether or not you're using Webflow, you know, Shopify or whatever you're using. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you understand that and make sure the stakeholders will continually keep that up to date um, and that the people who are managing it are the people who will be managing it and you're managing those users because security wise, right? You don't want 600 users in your website. Yeah, I remember when we started one project in unrecognizable CMS, that was hard, you know, to change web developers because they, uh, our first web developers couldn't do it, but we couldn't find another who can do it. So, yeah. so that's why I usually recommend to take popular CMS that yes. you can manage because you can find people who can <laughs> implement uh, new things. And on WordPress, in most cases, we have a bunch of plugins, uh, including totally. antiviruses that I ignored yeah. before. <laughs> So, yeah. I've I've worked on those other projects where they were like, oh, we're going to find a developer and it's on this weird language that only like 1% of humans on the earth even use. And I'm like, how yeah. are you going to find a developer who's going to do this? Let's just migrate it to something else. And then you can scale it because everybody wants to scale, right? Better, faster, yeah. stronger <laughs> indexer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you're using something like WordPress at the at the moment, right? Like Google knows how to index it. 
the rest of the web knows how to index it. As long as you're using like standard plugins, the Yoasts or the rank maths of the world yeah. and all those things, then you'll, um, as long as your content is enough and then you listen to Lily Ray talk about EIT, <laughs> then <laughs> you should be off to the races, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, um, it's interesting that WordPress has open code. So it's, uh, uh, possible to manage many things that you can't on Shopify, Wix, other platforms. But uh, we got some limitations by creating simple tools because it's our part of our strategy to create calculations, uh, converters, many things we can do. And yeah, in WordPress, it's hard. Be it's possible. You can, but uh, the speed is not good. And uh, we can't optimize with the speed. That's why we separate WordPress from some pages and yeah it works well as well so because of this flexibility totally. yeah you can yeah and just i want to ask you about uh errors that appeal from nowhere i don't know how they appeal for example you might audit you fix these errors but in the next audit you got new errors a lot of them can you tell how they appeal and how often do we need to check out website uh, to find these errors <laughs> Uh, it's a great question, actually. Um, I like to do them quarterly. Uh, I have a couple clients that I do quarterly audits with just as like a maintenance check um, because they all have uh, internal marketing teams and people are obviously shipping things to go better, faster, stronger, right? We all want to rank higher and do things and doing that requires you to constantly update things and refresh things. So um, I do run quarterly audits, um, but errors come up all the time. So uh, if, I, if I do stay on, uh, I have lovely clients who still leave me in their search console um, if we're continuing and doing a project. So uh, I'll get alerted to anything. Um, and then I run things in, in Ahrefs still as well. I run um, site audits in Ahrefs just to, to keep up on these things because I do have a couple clients that are like purely technical um, and that we sit in calls with their developers and talk about Jira all day, which is kind of no fun, but it is <laughs> for these guys. Um, but yeah, Jira is a whole other beast in itself. So, um, I, and you have to speak a certain way, you know, like you, Anatoly, you talk to like business people all day. I get to talk to developers all day. So <laughs> it's a different type of learning. Um, but yeah, errors are the things that you need to like get buy-in on and make sure that are fixed throughout the site. Um, and hopefully you don't have a lot of them. Um, hopefully you, especially in, in something like WordPress, I've dealt with the, like those, um, those, uh, Japanese hacks that like do the search query string hacks that people like they put in all the queries and then all those pages get indexed and then they get indexed like thousands and thousands of pages. So those are, mm -hmm. those are fun. <laughs> yeah, so nice, you're always nice. on, you're always on call if something like that happens. Um, but as otherwise I like to do things quarterly. Mm-hmm. You know, Yash want to know more. Yeah. He oh, cool. To clarify more. So can you read his question? And, you know, probably it's some personalization. I don't know. So. Yeah, he wants to create a normal portal kind of application. Use case portal should platform CRUD operations to show some records of data. Right. The traffic will surely at least to start. So the doubt is, can I use WordPress? Um, I would, uh, if you know proper web development, I would use proper web development over WordPress or something like this, because you're reading things from files, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there are some other CMSs out there that actually do this really well. Uh, Webflow has like database management within it, 
like from the get-go without even trying. So if you're not development handy and you don't want to deal with APIs and pulling things in from databases, like you say, um, then I would start with something like Webflow. Uh, otherwise, mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, go with your own custom code if you're comfortable with something like Python, and then you could spit it out to HTML and JavaScript. That would be my suggestion. Mm -hmm. Nice. Love it. Love it. Just uh, let's talk about something that I often do in digital marketing uh, about mistakes. You know, I often do a lot of mistakes, uh, but I can learn how to adapt, how to go ahead or how to find someone who can decide my problems because I can't create high quality content without the right help. So that's why I cooperate with many great marketers. Can you list mistakes that you can see that companies still do and your tips how to find another way um uh, i'll give you one example that i've seen lately is i'm working with a wonderful company who got literally ripped off um <laughs> they we spent a good six eight months building out this seo strategy and have built uh, followed like the SaaS playbook of stuff right like SaaS is a very specific vertical um and software as a server, you know, that whole stuff that people make. Um, and there's like a playbook in SEO to follow for for, for doing those kinds of things. Um, and we've built out all those pages and they're doing wonderful um, and it's serving the client well enough to do that. Um, but as of a couple of weeks ago, we found out that they've been completely ripped off. So I think that's a mistake. I think <laughs> in my opinion, the mistake is their strategy. They didn't have one. <laughs> so they were like, our strategy is ripping off somebody else. So that's a huge mistake I see. Um, number two I see is um, not linking to your most valuable assets as close to the homepage as possible. Um, it's not really a, like an SEO-y thing, but if you wanna send traffic to your most valuable assets, like if you have this wonderful blog post where you've written the most 100, um, the best 100 ways to like help your website and that's the one that's getting traffic link it to as as close to your homepage as possible because that's where google's crawling right um i think it's a great idea to just move that stuff to as top as close to the the top as possible so those are the big mistakes that i see um the other one i think is and i hate saying this but is going for the flashy stuff over doing just like the basics out of the gate. So just like making sure that you have your your keywords where you want to put them, or at least having a keyword in, in your page and focusing on these things. Um, and I understand because I work with large organizations, it's like SEO versus brand versus like designers. So at least being open to the conversation yeah. <laughs> is a mistake that I see is I understand you're a designer and things need to look beautiful and I respect you 100% for that. But can I, can I tell you how a search engine works <laughs> <laughs> and can we not make it an image at the end of the day? <laughs> because yeah. I, I think that regardless of where we're going with search engines, they still need to be able to read at the end of the day. Nice. Nice. Uh, we got a comment from Dre. He has, as a video show, Hi, Dre. So, Dre, you can invite Jess. You can see a lot of valuable insights, you know, to your awesome <laughs> video show. And uh, just I want to ask about AI. You mentioned a little bit about AI, and I had great conversation with Jeff Coyle. He's co-founder of Market Muse, uh, and he shares great lesson uh, in my SEO course about creating advanced content strategy. You know, uh, he told me 
that in the future will have three companies. The first company will develop AI, the second company will implement AI, and the third company will be obsolete. Just leave the trade <laughs> to your competitors. Just I want to know how you implement or develop AI uh, and uh, how are you going to go deeper on this field? Um, sure. I think this is changing daily at this point. So please take what I'm saying with a grain of salt as my answer in a week will probably change. But for now, um, I'm testing it out with refreshing content. Um, mm -hmm is is a big one that i'm using it for is i don't use it for like straight out writing because i think there's a lot of value in writers and i work with uh like an online news publication who i very much appreciate and love <laughs> <laughs> and and one of my longest friends is also a journalist so like i, I respect that they know words because i'm not that i'm not as good with words as they are um, but I do like it for refreshing things or to finding gaps within my own content or the content that we're looking to write. So I'll use it to uh, find gaps that other people might have um, that we're missing out on, uh, especially in filling out the whole topic, if we're looking at looking at the whole topic, right? So which headings are we missing? Which um, sub sections are we missing within our topics um and then i saw a great video from will reynolds this morning um about using a ChatGPT extension for interlinking so i'm going to test that mm. one out as well which would be kind of cool um and how he uses it to question um the ai and double check his information so that it's not hallucinating <laughs> yeah. so he's actually using it to like Check it because I don't want to trust everything that's coming out of an AI. I have trust issues as we're talking about security. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love using AI. It's interesting that I used AI before ChatGPT. Right now I can use a lot more. Uh, and um, I usually use uh, editing my content. For example, if I write bad copy, but with valuable insights, I can ask ChatGPT, please edit and create something great you know because uh, yeah. ai ai can simplify uh, to fix grammar errors to translate to different languages yeah uh, i love using this tool but i don't generate content with ai probably you can find great prompts but i i couldn't do it uh, i still think that human touch uh, is important but we'll see because it's only beginning of ai journey i think ai will surprise a lot <laughs> i think and, so too <laughs> yeah just I found that I usually get high ranking positions with customers who understand SEO. If they understand, then we can cooperate together. We can understand why we need to create high quality content, what kind of content to create, how to submit call to action, how to provide white hat link building PR, many things. So we can speak one language. But if they don't, I tell them. Take my course, learn from Lily Ray, uh, Jeff Coyle. It costs $20. It's not my business model to earn money on this course, but you can learn the basic. Go to YouTube, go to Google. It doesn't matter. Just learn. Find your live format. When you understand the basic, you can hire a great specialist. And I usually do it as well. I, I, uh, I usually start myself. Everything in SEO. Uh, after failing, I understand the process. I can cooperate with great experts. So let's imagine you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. It's your first day in SEO. 
what will you do today to learn more about SEO? Um, honestly, I would still, I would go back and just do like an HTML and CSS course, truly. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then I would learn how to write content and then I would go to like take content writing, um, because I'm not the best content writer. I still am not. It's something that I'm constantly working on. Um, but I would take HTML, CSS, and then I would learn how to write good content. I don't think those three things have changed in the entirety of the internet, you know, even from like way back when, when we were writing live journals and dead journals and tumblers and making sure that you can write out content is a skill. Um, and I think that's a skill that some people have more than others. I think it's evolving as we move into like the video and audio space as we're doing, right? Like this is a new level of it. Um, but I think those HTML, CSS, and writing is still the foundation of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I like how you highlight this word still, <laughs> because the future yeah. can change everything. You know, my loving, yeah, my, my loving Dang. book. Oh, Dave? Yeah, you got, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, let me share uh, my loving book uh, from Jack London, you know, um, uh, it's called Martin Eden about the guy who oh. didn't have any experience, knowledge, anything. He didn't have even education, school education, but he could overcome many great writers because they uh, work hard, you know, to change this attitude, to uh, overcome others. And if you still, you can, you can uh, be much better than many others. Just because for me, content creation, uh, you can improve the process with consistency. You know, it's acquired. It's not like uh, you you got because uh, of getting the right, uh, I don't know, the right uh, from your mom or dad. Yeah, because right. you can acquire the skills. And we have the question from Dave. How do we get a hold of Just Joyce? I don't see a link to her website in the description. Perhaps. Oh, Dave, you can find all links to LinkedIn, to website, everything in the podcast episode. I'll share them. You can find on my website, on Apple, Spotify, Google, everywhere. I promise you. <laughs> also, Dave is one of the foremost people on Schema. So if you need something done, speaking of people who are niche, he was the one I was referring to earlier. He is a fantastic Schema human. So if you're talking about entities, which I think is the future of the internet as well, um that's something that i'm i talk to dave a lot about entities and schema he's a fantastic human nice nice dave if you have time i invite you to speak on my podcast you know to share the skills because my audience needs the skills you know they want to learn more about schema it's important uh and just my final question about the future you know i want to ask you take your crystal ball and let us know about the future because my crystal ball doesn't work. I tried a few times when I bought crypto, when I bought other <laughs> assets, I failed. So, oh, you have it. Nice, nice. Let us know about the future in ACO because many things are coming. Uh, Apple introduced this uh, headset now and augmented reality. I don't know how it can change the world. AI we have today, it's not the future's present, but it's only beginning many things will come so your prediction and forecast about the future um okay so i think unfortunately the future of the internet is scraping everything because that's what ai is doing so um i think we're feeding 
the Giants at the moment. I don't know what that's going to mean beyond that, but um, we're feeding everything in in a in a in a way. You know, the internet's being scraped by Google, uh, Bing, all these other like low level things that are happening, but it's being scraped by like OpenAI too, right? So now people are trying to block that stuff, but I don't think it's it's useful. Is uh, the walled gardens of the internet are still gonna sell off our information to somewhere this is my like terrible way of thinking about the internet but <laughs> i think i think it's all just gonna be scraped um and everything's gonna be regurgitated so um as seos that uh specific content that we're talking about and having your own perspective on something having the human perspective and having the human experience is going to be more and more important uh when following trends and trying to catch those trends um and stay up on them i saw um my, one of my aha moments in search was when bernard from clearscope was talking about keeping your content up to date with trends and how you need to update it to follow like google trends right so you need to keep up with whatever's changed right like you if you're talking about the oscars before it's um before the oscars are on tv and you're also talking about the oscars after they're on tv that's a completely different perspective right so uh i i've been applying that to my content um and to trying to tell my clients and then i think that's the game changer is just to make sure that you're topically relevant but that you add in as much humanity as you can to combat the ai tools that are going to be scraping the internet and regurgitating things or hallucinating things <laughs> as we've seen <laughs> nice nice yeah i love bernard he spoke two times on my podcast yeah. a lot of valuable insights i love him and jess i love you a big pleasure to get in my show to learn from you you know you you lead me to an emergency room i need to spend time to consume all this information data <laughs> how i can adapt Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Um, you can go to my website. It's justjoyce.com. Um, or I'm on Twitter uh, as much as whatever Twitter ends up being for the next little while. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. I don't try to post much lately, but like we can always have a chat. Um, yeah, so those are my lovely places uh, on the internet as of now. Okay, guys, you can find all the links, as I promised, in the description below to this podcast. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for the time. Love it. So valuable. Thank you, Anatoly. No, you're, you're so kind to share all this value. So I'm going to implement. And guys, remember, learning is nothing if you do nothing. You need to implement. You need to uh, practice because uh, we have short memory. We can forget about something new for a few days i can forget for a few hours just tell me <laughs> but if you implement if you practice then results will come okay love you see you thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift we'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts